the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our God desires to have an intimate relationship with all of us who are his children. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, so that that opportunity could be available to you and me. But unfortunately, although Jesus made that opportunity available to us, most Christians don't have the kind of intimacy with God that he wants to have with us. If they do want to do what he wants them to do, that is, have an intimate relationship with them, they don't know how to do so. That's why they don't do so. The good news is that the Bible teaches us that there are pathways that we can take to increase our intimacy with God. Every one of us needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the kind of increased intimacy with God that he desires with us so that we can experience the life that God wants to live by us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now the mind that we're supposed to have that was in Christ Jesus was a mind that emptied himself of everything that would get in the way of him doing what his father wanted him to do. He emptied himself of anything that would get in the way of him doing what it is that his father had to say. Now, Jesus didn't empty himself of his deity like some theologians teach. They teach that he emptied himself of his deity. No, he never did. Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. The Bible tells us of God that says he does not change. So when he came down, the, uh, proper theologians understand it, that when he came down, he took upon flesh and dwelt amongst us. He put it on, blessed be the name of the Lord. He became incarnate, praise God. But inside, he was still great. He was still just as much God as he ever was. The hypostatic union is called. He was 100% God. He was 100% man. And when he walked the face of this earth, yes, he walked it as a man, but he was still the son of God who was the word of God, who was still God. So he was both God and man walking at that time. But yet what he did was empty himself of and relinquish his ability, his choice to be able to operate as God himself while he was on this earth. And he operated as the man that God always designed man to be. He operated as the man, one that was anointed and empowered and gifted by God to do what it is that God wanted him to do. So he didn't empty himself of himself, excuse me, empty of himself of being God. But what he did, in essence, was empty himself of being himself. Jesus didn't empty himself of deity like some teach, but he emptied himself of self. 
He emptied himself of self. This is the essence of humility. To be able to empty yourself of self. Because the proud exalt themselves. The proud attempt to further themselves. The, fire, the proud are all about themselves. But he said, no, that's not the mind I want you to have. I want you to have mind, the mind where you exalt others above yourself. That takes humility. Because the proud can't do that. Think higher of somebody else than themselves? Oh, no, see, uh-uh, no, see. Proud don't do that, praise God. Mm-mm. Even if I do give you the front seat, I want to be uh, 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 exalted because of it. I want to be pumped up because of it. I want everybody to know I did it. Because I'm still doing it for me. I'm not doing it for nobody else. I'm doing it for me. Does that make sense? But God said, no, this, this bud ain't for you. This one's for others that I want to use you to do. He made self void. He made self void in his own life. This is the essence of, of humility. Jesus set his own desires aside, his own personal desires aside. He set his own self aside. That's out cold to me. That might not mean nothing to y'all, but that's out cold to me. Because remember, Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation in order to do the will of his father. That, it, that regardless of what kind of things he might have liked and wanted to do, he understood what he was there for. And that's to do the father of the will that sent him to do what he was there to do. Although he might have had all kind of opportunities and met all kind of people and had all kind of chances to be able to do all kind of things with his life as he was growing up. But he still made himself of no reputation and decided to do what it is he was going to do and did not go into anything else other than what God had planned for him to do. I know, once again, a lot of us, we don't really fathom that because we don't really think about the scriptures like we ought to. Jesus Christ walked this earth as a man just like me and you, wore flesh just like me and you, was tempted on every point just like me and you. That includes being tempted to do something other than the will of God for his life. Remember, one of the things that he was was a carpenter, praise God. And since he was the Lord of glory, I know he did everything in excellence, which meant he was a very good carpenter, which means that then people was probably coming after him to be able to try to get him to do some work for him, praise God, and do some things for him. But when it came time for him to step up and do what God had for him to do, he left carpentry behind, and you don't see a single scripture of him ever nailing a nail or sanding nothing from that point forward. But you can't tell me that somebody wasn't trying to come to him and say, oh, hey, yo, there go that guy that was that good, that good stool maker. <laughs> come on, come on, Trey. That's that, sco- that, sco- that stool maker. Praise God. Would you make a stool for me? That's not what I'm here to do. I lay my will aside to do what my father want me to do. Don't even matter that I'm good at it. Only thing that matters is what my father said do. It don't even matter that I might be skilled at it, that I might have done well at it at the past. From that point forward, it don't last because once I know the will of my father, that's the end of the conversation. Does anybody hear me up in here? Once I know the will of my father, that's the end of the conversation. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to be about. That's the way I'm going to live my life. That's the way I'm going to conduct myself from that point forward in my life. Why? Because I'm not here to do my, my will. I'm here to do my father's will. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And one of the things that prayer allows you to do is get so close to God that that also will be you. Get so close to God that that's also be you. That's one of the reasons why Satan fills your day so that you never pray. So that you can stay away from having that kind of mindset that God wants you to get. 
so that you never get that because you're too hard for it to ever go in. Because instead of becoming soft and pliable where he can put his will in you, then you still still stuck on you. Including what you want to do with your life, what you want to do with your day, what you want to do each and every way, what you plan to do with your life and that little five-year plan that you put together back when you was in junior high school, praise God. And you still trying to live that out, praise God, and all that stuff that the counselors told you, praise God, even the stuff that you got your education in and everybody else told you that you, was, that you ought to do. Oh, people, oh, yeah, I see you being that. I said, God said, I don't. I got something entirely different for you. And are you willing to make yourself of no reputation and lay it down and do what God wants you to do? Bet you Jesus met a lot of folk between the time that he was growing up too. Praise God. I bet you he met a lot of folk, praise God. So he had a chance to be able to hook up with them and and step away from what God said do rather than line up with what God said for him to do. But he made himself of no reputation. Laid every desire that he ever had down. Set his own self aside and, 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 and did what it is that God wanted him to do. Jesus set aside his legitimate desires his rightful desires as deity. He's the God of the universe. Whatever he wants, he can have. He's the God of the universe. Whatever he desires to do, he can do. That's one of the reasons why when uh, uh, Satan came and tempted him with the very first temptation, he said, turn these stones into bread. I know you can. You created the whole universe. I know you can. I, I saw you create it. I know you can do it. So he was tempted to do it. That was a temptation. But yet at the same time, it was not a successful temptation. Because he still continued to say, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Or another way of phrasing it, my life is lined up with what God said only. I don't follow nobody else. Because if I follow anybody else, any other desire, I'm following Satan. I'm not following God. And I'm going to follow God. Anybody in here like that too? Jesus set his desires aside and went to the cross for me and you. Wasn't wrong a day in his life. Wasn't broke a day in his life. But the Bible said he became poor so that we could become rich. What in the world would you do that for? He told you so that you could become rich. He exalts you above himself, hundredfold back into your life. He exalts you above himself, which means that even if I don't have, if you have, then I'm good with that. Although I had and I'm good. I did what I was supposed to do. You, you broke because you messed up. But although I did right and you did wrong. I'm going to let the benefits of my rightness go to you who are wrong, and I'm going to take care of you anyway. Oh, see, you, in, order, see in order to step into what God has in store for you, you got to have his mindset. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to have his mindset. Trust the brother on this one. You got to have his mindset. Because you, you'll talk to many people who done done wrong. Done done wrong. Who want you to bail them out. And if you don't let this mind be in you. You sit there and look at them while they boohoo. And be like what that got to do with me. (laughs) You just out there baby. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I did what I was supposed to do. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. Praise God. Amen. But But when you got this mind in you. You'll bypass all of that. And be there for them just the same. Why? Because you're not representing you. You're representing Jesus' name. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, 
He was obedient to the father's desire, even at the expense of his own desire. Now he's saying, I need you to let this mind be in you. I need you to be obedient to my desire, even at the expense of your desire. But you'll find out as you move on and what God has in store for you, it's not an expense. Your desire is actually a cost. It will cost you the opportunity to step into what God has in store for you if you hold on to your desire rather than step into what God has in store for you. It is not an expense. It's a cost because it will cost you the opportunity to live a life that God has in store for you and do the thing he put you on this earth to do if you do not let go of it to be able to grab hold of what God has in store for you. It says he was obedient to the Father's desire, even, even unto the death of the cross. That word obedient right there, I like that, means attentively listening. Attentively listening to the Father. He was attentively listening to the Father. Why? Because your power is in prayer. Because you receive a word from God, and the word of God is the power of God unto salvation. You receive a word from God, and the word of God is the power of God unto salvation. Which means if you've got any hesitancy to do the will of God, pray. And, and hear what God has to say and listen to what he's saying to you and let that word go in on the inside of you and that word will go in on the inside of you and energize you, give life to you. It'll, it, it, in fact, the Greek word is the word energese, praise God, which means it's at work. It go to work on the inside of you, praise God, to begin to start causing you to be quickened to do what it is that God wants you to do to the point that you'll be so quick to do it and it, 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 that you'll never not do it, praise God. Now, by, 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 by implication, that word obedience means, uh, that word obedience means submission, submission. See, he was, he was willing to submit to the will of God. His obedience brought submission. His obedience brought submission because he attentively listened to God. It caused him to be submissive to God. Once again, that's one of the problems with a lot of people in relationship to moving into what things God has in store for them. Because if the truth is anywhere they're told, most things are not submissive. We only do what we want to do as long as it matches what we want to do. That the moment it stops matching what we wanted to do, you find out you never was submissive. Because technically speaking, submission does not begin until agreement ends. Submission does not begin until agreement ends. That's when you find out where submission is. See, as long as a person agrees with you, they, and they'll say, oh, I'll submit to you. They ain't submitting yet. They don't submit until they don't agree with you. And then they lay aside what they don't agree with and go ahead and do it anyway. That's called submission. Does that make sense? And if the truth is anywhere they're told, most of the body of Christ is not submissive. The word submissive means, by definition, the word submissive means, listen, unresistingly or humbly obedient. The word submissive means unresistingly once again, we lost most saints right there because most saints resist the will of God for their lives. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. But we be resisting God, but he ain't going nowhere. The devil flee when you resist. God don't flee when you resist. God's right there with you to keep talking to you and reminding you and keep saying to you the same thing over and over and over again because why? I set this whole thing up just for you. You were born for such a time as this. You are an integral part of my plan. You are my woman. You are my man. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So come on, humble yourself under my mighty hand. But see, a lot of us, we be like, I don't know about that, God. So I'm going to help you know about that because I'm going to keep talking to you until you finally understand what I'm saying is true and get ready to do what I said do. 
The word submissive and quit being resistant about it. Quit being resistant to the will of God for your life. Well, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Hurry up and decide. The Bible says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Bible said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, because if you lukewarm, I will vomit you out my mouth. Pure. That's what he said. Praise God. Amen. That's, 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 the, that's the Bible. <laughs> you leave a bad taste in his mouth with your double-minded self. The Bible says, double-minded man should expect to receive nada from God. Zip, zilch, zero. Is anybody hearing me up in here? The word submissive also means, I like this, inclined or ready to submit. Inclined where you're leaning to or ready to submit where you just poised and prepared to be able to do whatever God wants you to do. Jesus was submissive. See, the word submit means to yield over or to yield to the power or authority of another. To yield over or yield to the power or authority of another. See, until you're willing to submit to God, you will never get from God what it is he has in store for you in relationship to the true life that he put you on this earth to do. Until you're willing to submit to God, you will never get from God the true life that he has in store for you, the thing that it is that he planned for you to do because he needs you to be submissive. In other words, let somebody else tell you what to do. That's what the word submit means. You're willing to let somebody else tell you what to do. Now, that's hard for us Americans. In this modern era, prayer, God, let somebody else tell us what to do. We don't want nobody telling us nothing. We see a sign that say one way, we go the wrong way. And then when somebody say, I see the sign that say one way, you say, I'm only going one way. Praise God. And you just keep going in the direction that you want to go. We go where we want to go. Y'all, y'all, and don't look like you don't know what I'm talking about. Signs say, do not enter. What do you do? Enter. Praise God. Amen. Signs say 20 items or less. You come up in there with your 43 items and stuff. <laughs> you know you got 22, 23 items. You ain't even trying to pretend. You're going straight up there, putting them up there, looking them in the eye like what? <laughs> it even happened when you come to church. They say, here, sit here. I want to sit over here. Park here. I'm parking over there. Lift up your hand. Say amen. <laughs> we even say give God glory. Resistant to do what God said. Now see, I can't move you into what I got for you yet until you're willing to bow your will and bow your way to what I got to say. Till you're willing to yield to a power greater than yours. See, Jesus was the perfect example of a person that, that the father desires each of his sons to be. That's a person who lives a self-emptied life. A person who lives a self-emptied life to the point that your life ain't about you. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Amen. Amen. Well, your life ain't about you no more. See, Jesus emptied himself of self by taking on the form of a servant. And serving his father. He emptied himself of himself by taking on the form of a servant and serving his father. See, that phrase took upon him, when he says he took upon him, that phrase right there means to take. But it means to take in many possible ways. In many possible ways. But in no matter which way, which way it happens, you're supposed to take it. 
Praise God. He took upon himself the form of a servant. Actively, it means to get hold of. Actively, it means to get hold of. See, we need to actively get hold of the will of God for our lives to live our lives the way that Jesus lived his life. We need to get hold to that. Come on, get hold to that. Get a grasp of that. Get a handle on that. Because if you don't get a handle on that, Satan's still handling you. That you can live a life that God desires you to do. Prayer is one of the ways that we actively get hold of that. When you both shaka, both shaka up in prayer like God desires you to do, then you'll get a chance to be able to allow yourself to become a person that's more willing to do what you want him to do. It's one of the reasons why you gain a prayer life from God. Praise God. Why? Because you're doing it because God told you to. God, you're doing it because God wants you to. Because if the truth is anywhere in the told, we ain't going to pray. We ain't going to pray. Most of us ain't going to pray. Pray what? Praise God. For what? But that's submissive already just to do what God said do. Amen. And see, when you pray in tongues, you're demonstrating true submission because you've already submitted your tongue to God, your breath to God, to be able to speak the words that God gives you out rather than the ones that you wanted to speak out. So you're already demonstrating your submission. That's why tongue talkers are submitted for some submissive people, babe. Tongue talkers get to be some submissive people, praise God, because you're used to daily submitting yourself to God and saying what he wants you to say. Hallelujah, rather than what you want to say. Praise God. See, you you form the prayer the way you want to. God said, no, that ain't the perfect will of God for me. I want you to pray out what I want you to pray out. Praise God. That's, that's actively, to get hold of. Passively, it means to, to have offered to one. Passively, it means to have offered to one. See, prayer is one of the ways that we passively have offered to us God's will for our lives. It's what God's softly tells you what it is he wants you to do. Softly inspires you to do the will of God for your life and do what he wants you to do. That's passively. While more violent, violently, it means to seize. It means to seize, praise God. Eastside Detroit say jump on it. <laughs> You're supposed to jump on the will of God. Does anybody hear me over here? I read it out the Eastside Detroit Amplified Version. Eastside Detroit Amplified Version say, jump on it like white on rice, like funk on mess, like sick them to a guard dog. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's how we supposed to be jumping on it. We supposed to be jumping on it like white on rice. Praise God. I know y'all healthy folk don't want white rice. Praise God. I know, I know. Praise God. <laughs> when we find out God's will for our lives, we supposed to jump on it like Brown on your rice then. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> it ought to be like saying, sick him to a guard dog. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that. I come from the hood. Praise God. We used to, used to, used to teach your dog to do two, three things. Sit, sick him. Some ones in the suburbs that, suburbs that say roll over too. We taught our dogs, don't you roll over for nobody. Praise God. Amen. You from the hood. You don't roll over for nobody. You stay on your feet, sit there until I say sick him. Praise God. And when I say sick him, he taking off, boy. You, you, you done for. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does want us to have a closer, more intimate relationship with Him than we presently have. I hope that you're seeing what God has opened is a door of opportunity for us to have the intimate relationship with us that he wants to have with us. A door of opportunity that we'll be glad that we walk through when we do. Into the closer, more intimate relationship with God that he wants to have with me and you.
Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to do whatever I need to do to increase my intimacy with the God who wants me to. I hope all of you do the same thing, too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and drop you off at home after it's over. So, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. This is done on the fourth Friday of every month. All the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service, is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing work we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 